Well, Merry Christmas. Good to see all you guys. Thanks for coming out and worshiping our Lord uh, tonight. I love the Christmas season, and I don't know about you guys, but as we just saying, we have a lot to rejoice in, don't we? And you guys know that rejoicing is actually a command that God gives his people. Rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. And rejoicing is a uniquely Christian thing. I don't know if you guys know this or not, because we've been given a joy that really is unexpressible. We have a joy as those who follow Christ that the world doesn't know and can't understand. Because the world often feels and thinks that, hey, as long as I'm happy, then I'm joyful. But if I'm not happy, if things are rough and not going well, then I'm not happy and I don't have joy. But for you who are in Christ, you know that you can be having a bad day and you still have the joy of the Lord. You have joy in your salvation because of what Jesus has done. Can I get a big amen? All right, you guys know what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> this morning we are, or this morning, we had a great message this morning. We've been camping on Matthew chapter 1, uh, verse 23, God being with us the last few weeks. And we looked at that again this morning in light of the incarnation of Jesus. It may have been the shortest sermon I ever preached. If you haven't caught it, check it out online. It's a little different than normal. Uh, but tonight we're going to be considering once again what it means to have God with us, okay? And some of you guys may be thinking, hey, isn't God in heaven right now? Didn't Jesus come 2,000 years ago? And then he ascended again, and he sits now at the right hand of the Father and throne there in heaven, and he's being worshipped and glorified? Yes, and he's going to return again. But he did come, and he came for a purpose he had a mission, and we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight together. But before we do that, I'm going to ask my daughter, Shalom, to come up here at this time. And she's going to share with us just a few scriptures from Matthew chapter 1. Um, so if you have your Bible, you can turn to Matthew 1 if you'd like to. All right. Can you share Matthew? All right. Doesn't she look beautiful in her green dress? Yeah. Don't you guys want to hear a little Matthew chapter 1? All right. Hi. Um, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will give him the name Jesus because he will save their people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Matthew 1, verses 21 through 23. Woo! Thank you. She wasn't reading up here. This is just my scrap notes for tonight. <laughs> so... It's good to hide the word of the Lord in our heart, and I think the reality of God being with us as it was foretold. Do you guys know that Jesus didn't show up and just did what he did because he just decided one day, hey, earth needs saving. There's a bunch of sinners there. They ain't doing too well. I guess I got to go help them. Before the foundations of the world, Christ was crucified. 
He spoke throughout the whole Old Testament. Thousands of years, there was a plan set in place that one day he himself would come, that God would be with us. Guys, there are hundreds of prophecies speaking to specifically that. And it's one of those things when we read the beginning of the Gospels, when we read a Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, 22, and 23, and we see that God did fulfill his word, that God really did come to be among us. There is hope to be had there. It wasn't an afterthought for God. He's very purposeful in all he does. And do you know that there's even a purpose tonight, right now in this moment? I know a lot of us are very excited to get home maybe or tomorrow morning. We get to open a lot of presents But may I encourage you, the best presence in this life is the presence of God Almighty. Amen? Nothing better than being with him. So this morning we're going to talk about a gift that has been given and the greatest of all gifts. How many of you guys like getting gifts? How many of you guys enjoy giving gifts? Oh, that's cool. Why is that? Because God said it's more blessed to give than to receive. And why do you think that's a blessing? Why are we happy in doing that? Because that's when we're most like our Heavenly Father, right? Check out John chapter 3 with me up here on the screens. We all know probably the most popular verse in all of the Bible. Verse what, guys? 16. For God so loved that he did what? He gave, right? It's in the nature of God to be a giver. And he gave what? His only begotten Son. That's what he gave to you and I. And there is no greater gift than what Jesus did. The gift of his son to come and to live a perfect life. To do what none of us could ever do on our own. Even the best of mankind, the greatest human being who ever lived, still falls short of the glory of God. Was still a sinner. Christ, fully God, but fully human as we considered this morning, he lived that perfect life. Never sinned once. Sinless, right? That is what our Jesus did for us, guys. God had to do what you and I couldn't do. And that's the beauty of what the scriptures tell us, that we can't do it. Man's religion, being good enough, doing this and doing that, it's never going to be enough because we're always going to have a sin issue, except Jesus. Jesus came and did what we couldn't do. Amen? And I love the verse because it tells us that, hey, what's the circled word right here? Can you say this out loud for me? Whoa! Can you raise your hand if you're a whoever? (laughs) I'm a whoever. Whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Not just life today, but life forever and ever. And the only way that you can have life is by believing in Jesus. That's why Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, Jesus said. And this is to whoever. Some people think, well, I've sinned way too much. There is no way God could forgive me. I will tell you, don't put my God in a box. That's not the God that we love and serve, amen? Okay, read the scriptures. There is nothing 
There is no sin too great that God can't forgive because he's bigger than any of our sins. So God is with us. And the crazy part of God coming, born into this world, he was born to die. We know we're all born to die, okay? That is a fact. 100% of us will die. Unless a rapture happens before, then that would be pretty rad. But statistically up to this point, we all die. So do I really need this gift? Do I really need Jesus? There's a lot of people who love Christmas. I know atheists. How many of you guys know an atheist that love Christmas? For a lot of people, they just love this time of year. Who doesn't like getting gifts, giving gifts, eating a lot of sugar? Sounds good to me. I'm in. I think that's why some atheists are in. We love this time of year. But there are some of those who think, well, do I really need Jesus? Because there's a lot of religions in the world that have nothing to do with Jesus, with this Emmanuel, with God who became a man. They have, do I really need him? Well, I want to share with you guys just for a second. I brought something with me tonight. I've never shared this here at Freedom Fellowship, but <clears throat> this is a record of the life of Landon, okay? You guys might be like, well, that's kind of big, Pastor. Um, I'm starting to get old. And as you guys can see here, okay, um, it's, it's got a lot that's been recorded over the years, okay? And I want to just share with you guys for a moment <clears throat> just a little bit of the life of Landon. Um, <clears throat> well, it started off, I was uh, oh, unpleased and being very selfish and not, oh, this must have been when I was born. I, I was whining. I, I wanted to go back. It says here. I did not, did not let, yeah, I, I missed the warmth of my mom's belly. Okay, well, let's skip down. Wow, there was a lot of salt crying because I'm hungry when I wasn't really hungry. Gluttony as a baby? Whoa, okay. Move on a little bit. Oh, here's a good one. Anybody want to guess what my first word was? No. Totally disobedient to my parents. They asked me something, the first thing that comes out of my mouth is no. Wow. I think the Bible might be right when it says we were born in to sin. We have a sin nature from the gate. Well, let me skip a little over a little ways. Because there was a whole lot of sin when I was little. You guys who are parents know what I'm talking about, right? Don't run into the road. What? Oh, here's one. Um, I was pulling on my sister's piggy tails. <laughs> Any of you guys ever do that to your sister? Anybody? Okay. Well, here I'm punching my brother. Oh, I'm punching both of them at the same time here. I got twin brothers or younger. Well, a little farther down, I'm pulling piggy tails and punching them at the same time. That's pretty good. All right. Let's go on. Life. A lot of stuff going. Ah, here's one. Ooh, how many of you guys like apple pie? Okay, this was at the Wolf River Diner. You guys ever been there? Right? Yeah, apple pie. So good there. My brother Ben looked away, and I stole some of his pie without him knowing. Oh, and then he stuck his fork in my hand. Oh, yeah, so I was stealing. I was pretty little at that time. Dang, 
All right, let's get into school a little bit. Uh, that wasn't good. Oh, I was picking teams for football during recess. And I didn't pick my best friend. So I was angry with him. Bummer. He was pretty good at football. What else is going on? All right. You guys kind of get in the gist? It's only early. Oh, here we go. School. I did great in school. Uh, oh, I copied Brian's homework. I copied Nikki's homework. I copied Lori's homework. I cop <laughs> School is hard for me, guys. You guys kind of get in the point here? There's some things. Well, let's go to after I start really walking and seeking the Lord. Oh, here we go. Oh, pride, boastful, selfishness is still a problem. All right, maybe I got better when I became a dad. Oh, here we go. Uriah is a little, oh, <laughs> I was provoking him to anger when he was only two years old. Ooh, I know you guys don't ever do anything like that. Never provoke your kids. So, I don't know, guys. I've lived a long life. Maybe I'm only halfway, but <laughs> seems like I have a problem. I know none of you guys ever sin or mess up, but my record's here, guys. All the way to the back here. <laughs> you know, trusting in riches. <laughs> okay? Wanting to pick fights. Slandering people. Being arrogant. <laughs> I'm still rolling. And I'm a pastor. What the heck? I don't know what your life records would record and have to say. But I have a feeling we're all a lot more alike than we probably think. I was given a gift. God gives me gifts. How many of you guys like God gifts? How many of you guys have had a gift from God, but you never took it? You never received it. You just left it there. You guys ever do that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure in my life record here, there's a few instances like that where God had something really good something very precious, a blessing, a gift to be given. And uh, sometimes I say, no, I'm good. I got it. I don't need that. And I miss out. But this gift uh, was just, it just arrived. <laughs> I'm kind of excited about it. And I thought I'd bring it here tonight because I, I never quite know what the gift's going to be until I actually receive it. Have you guys ever found that to be true? You receive a gift from God, and it was, whoa, unexpected gift. Did not see that coming, Lord. So kids, I want you to pay attention right now, because I've had practice for 46 years on opening presents, and I've gotten pretty good at it, okay? So how many of you guys are looking, open, are looking forward to opening some presents? Anyone? All right. So this is how it's done, okay? You got your box. Something's inside, you just go for it. Whoa, I'm already, see how fast that was? Yeah, years of practice. 
So, what do I got here in this? Is this really it? <laughs> I got a blank piece of paper, guys. It's it's a white. Three holes. Three holes. What do I do with this? Why would God give me a blank piece of paper? Why would this be a gift from God? This doesn't make a lot of sense. I want to consider Isaiah chapter 1, and he's one of the neatest Old Testament prophets that we have. And I want to take a look together at verse 18. This is God speaking through the prophet. He says, come now. Come now. Have you ever said that to your kids? Come now. (laughs) Get over here. God wants us to come now, right now, in this moment. And he says, let us reason together. Some people think that they can't ask God questions. They can't reason with him. And if you are a follower of other gods, of other religions, it is a big no-no. But the thing that's cool about the true and living God, he actually invites us to come and to reason with him. Don't you guys think that's pretty cool? And he says here, though your sins are like scarlet. Whoa, yeah, I have a lot of scarlet, guys. <laughs> a whole bunch. He says, though your sins are as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. What? And though they were red like crimson, they shall be as wool. And if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. So I've been given this gift, (laughs) a gift. I received it. I didn't know it was in the box, but I knew it was from my heavenly father. I know that he's a good God who gives good gifts. So by faith, I open it up, and this is all I got. A blank piece of paper. I look here, <laughs> I got hundreds and hundreds of pages of really a lot of sin, a lot of scarlet in my life. But God's given me another piece of paper, another page in my life. And what am I to do with this? Do I add it to my life record here? I've received it by, am I going to put it here and apply it into my life? Well, it's from God. It's probably a good thing to do. It's part of my life, right? It happened. It's a gift. And there it is. And as I look at it, Right now, it's covering a whole bunch of stuff, guys. It's covering a whole bunch of sin. I think it's kind of cool. Do you know the Hebrew people, when they pick up a book? That they read it backwards? Well, maybe it's forwards. Maybe we're the backwards ones. You guys ever think about that? But they start at the right side of the book 
and they open up and they begin to read. Well, here's a gift from God. (laughs) This book that I thought was chocked full from page one of my life and my rebellion and my sinful, selfish nature, my life, all the records have now been covered. They've been covered, guys. The greatest gift given to us is not really a piece of paper. Because this piece of paper is doing what? It's covering a bunch of other pieces of paper. But God, who is with us, Emmanuel, who became like us, became sin for us, Are you guys seeing what I'm getting at? The only gift that would take, it wouldn't be a letter from heaven with a piece of paper or a gift with a piece of paper. It had to be a gift of common likeness. I want to consider with you guys the gift of Christ tonight. He had to become human in order for my sin to be really dealt with, for your sin to be really dealt with. Another of the same kind would have to be given. And we are taught and we see throughout the scriptures that sacrifice had to be made to cover our sin but it only could be covered for a time. They would offer animals the sacrifices, but they could never really take care of the sin issue. They could cover it for a moment, okay? But it could never really take it away. What God says is, is he takes our transgressions and he removes them, takes them completely away. As far as the east is from the west, that's what the Bible says. They're gone completely because of what Jesus did upon the cross. What he did was a gift for you and I. When the Bible tells us that God gave his only begotten son, Jesus is the gift, and he was given that we could be set free. But he had to become punishment for us. At this time, I want Phineas to come up. He's another one of my kids. You guys can give up for Finn. He's going to share with you guys just for a moment a part of the mission that Jesus had. Go for it. Tell them. I already heard you tell me. That's why I'm having you share it with them. The story of Jesus' descent, as seen from the spiritual perspective, reminds us of the extraordinary nature of his birth and profound significance of his mission on earth to bring light to a world in darkness and to offer the gift of reconciliation and eternal life to all who believe. Wow. So what Phineas was able to share with us just in a few seconds is what I've been trying to get at this whole time so far. The mission was very precise. It's a ministry of reconciliation. If I could draw your attention up here, we a few weeks back 
we were taking a look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, which we'll be in again next week. But I want to share with you guys uh, verse 21. So if you guys jump down to verse 21, right here. For he, speaking of God, made him, who's the him? Jesus, who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And we unpack that at length. But this is one thing I want to make sure all of us understand tonight, and those of you guys who are watching online understand, is that the gift of God is this work of reconciliation. And that only happens because Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, the Savior of the world, was willing to become sin for us. Do you guys realize that's why he cried when he was hanging upon that cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Do you guys understand that God can't be among sin? He is holy, holy, holy. Holy other. He can't dwell with sin. And that is why when Jesus became sin for the first time ever, there was a break in relationship between God the Father and God the Son. First time ever, but that had to happen. Why? Because he took our place. He took our sin upon himself that we might become the righteousness of God. Do you understand what the gift is? The gift is Jesus says, hey, I'm going to take your life, your sin, every wrong Every selfish thing, every inappropriate thought, all of your sin, I'm going to take it all in my perfect life, my perfect sinless life is my gift to you. Whoa. That's pretty cool. And is there any greater gift, guys? No way. This is why we celebrate Christmas miss because it's all about Christ that's why this season is so special that's why we rejoice saint because of what God has done and for many they have not heard this good news for many they still don't understand what Christmas is all about the reality of it so Jesus came. You see the manger in the back? He came. He was born to die. And you guys understand, he took the life of Landon Oakley Churchill. He took it. My sin. He didn't deserve to die. He did nothing wrong. He took my sin, and that's why he was crucified. And the question tonight is he's taking your sin. Have you received the gift of grace? His gift of salvation personally. And that is a faith thing, guys. You see, God is with us. And he is mighty to save. I want to share with you guys from Romans chapter 10. Look down right at the bottom. You guys see the red underline? For whoever calls, you guys remember John 3.16? Right? Whoever believes shall not perish. 
We see whoever again, this is you. If you're not in relationship with Christ, you're a whoever. And you have the opportunity. You have a gift from God Almighty that can be received by faith. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That is what the Holy Scriptures teach us, guys. Whoever calls on the Lord, they shall be saved. Jump up a few verses. Okay, look at right at the top of verse 9. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be what, guys? Whoa! <laughs> but wait a minute. <clears throat> I thought I have to get baptized to get saved. Whoa. What does the Bible say? I thought I have to go to church a bunch and probably give them some money too. Don't you have to do that? You don't see that in the Bible either. What does the word of God say? That if it is your choice, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart, because people can give lip service to Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm a Christian. I believe Jesus died for my sins. Great. You might be going to hell. Because what does God see? He sees the heart. He's the only one that really knows our hearts, right? And that's why it says, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Yeah, he was crucified. He gave his life for you. But our sin, death, hell could not hold him. He rose from the dead, guys. And if we confess with our mouth, we're going to be saved. I think it's cool. Look at verse 10. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And if you have not received the gift of God by faith, you need to do it. Because that is the only thing that matters in this life. And the sad part is, we've made Christmas to be about so many other things than the only thing that really matters. And that's why this is good tonight. This is why it's good to pause, to worship the Lord, and to remember the gift of why he came, that he was born to die, that you and I could live. And that is a free gift that can be received only by faith. You don't have to pay for it. You can't earn it. It is something you just receive by faith. So, one more scripture. Look at verse 20 out of Galatians. Some of you guys might be thinking, uh, well, what do I do now? Well, I'm glad you're asking because Galatians 2 tells us what we do if we have received Christ by faith. And verse 20 says, I've been crucified with Christ. Christ died. So what do I do? Well, I live a crucified life now too myself. He says, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Do you guys know when Jesus says, you have to be born again to enter the kingdom of God? This is what happens when you are in Christ. When you put your faith in him, he comes into you. You are born again of the Spirit. And Christ lives in you. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave myself or himself for me. Would you guys say this is a game changer? Perspective changes. Everything changes because of this gift. And it's not a temporary gift. 
Do you guys understand? We can be given a present today or tomorrow, and we might be really excited. It might be the coolest gift of all time that you've ever gotten. Like, I wanted that so bad, and I got it! Yippee Skippy! How many of you guys have gotten a gift like that before? Just over the top. I got the bike I always wanted. I got the video game I always wanted. Okay, for you English teacher nerds out there, I got the book I wanted. There's a couple of you out there. I love you, sisters. Um, But we get really excited. But does the excitement of that gift, does the enjoyment of that gift, the use of that gift, does it keep going on and on and on? Are you still enjoying that gift today? The ones I've been really excited about have either fallen apart or I lost it or gave it away or broke. It's a temporary gift. But I will tell you, there is one big yippee gift of excitement in my life that is not temporary. And that is the gift of Jesus Christ. He never gets old. He never breaks. You never get sick of him. He's a gift that keeps getting bigger and bigger. And for you who have received the gift of Christ and you've been walking with him for a while, you begin to treasure him more and more and more and more. He just gets bigger and bigger. That Galatians chapter 2 becomes more and more of a reality. And the things I'm living for, It's not for myself anymore. I'm going to live a crucified life just like Jesus did. It's about loving others because I want to be like my heavenly father. I'm a born again of the spirit now. I want to love like he loves. So God is with us. Why? To save. So the question is tonight, are you saved? Are you saved? Because Jesus is the only way to heaven. Only way. You can't be good enough to get there. If you think you're getting to heaven because you're a good person, you believe the lies of Satan. You believe the lies of every religion in the world. God alone is Savior. Some of you guys might be like, this is a little hard to share or to, to say, Pastor. Don't you know it's Christmas? A joyous season? I'll tell you this. I love you guys enough to tell you the truth. God loves us enough to tell us the truth. Did Jesus not come preaching the kingdom of God? Repent. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And God is love. And he loves us enough to say, hey, you can't do it. But I can. I will and I did for you. And the gift of eternal life, it is yours freely. You can receive it or reject it. That's the only thing that matters in this life, guys, that one choice. Do I receive or do I reject it? You see, Jesus was on a mission, and he calls us as his kids into the same mission. You guys know that? Aren't we called to go make disciples of all nations? But don't you know it's Christmas time? (laughs) Don't you know I have this and that going on? We all have stuff. And I'm hoping all the stuff comes into the mission. Do you guys understand? The things we do, the things we enjoy, the relationships we have, the good times, the hard times, everything of this life. 
bring it into the mission in which Christ has us on. And I want to share with you just one more verse tonight. And it's a verse that my son Uriah shared yesterday. The Churchills, we exchanged family presents yesterday morning. It was a sweet time. But my favorite time yesterday morning with my family is we just took time to share scriptures that have been speaking to us personally about Christmas. And we all shared different scriptures. And we had a time of devotion together. And we listened to a little C.S. Lewis, <laughs> considered some different things together. And I so love the scripture that Uriah shared. It's out of Luke chapter 18, and it really sums up the mission of Jesus Christ. And in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. God has anointed me, Jesus said, to preach the gospel to who? To the poor. Do you guys know it's a blessing to be poor in spirit? Do you know there's a lot of people today who say, I don't need Jesus? I'm good enough. I got it. All they got is a ticket to hell right now. They've been lied to, and maybe they're being led by blind leaders. I don't know. But they're believing and living a lie. And Jesus comes, and if you're poor in spirit, you're going to hear what he has to preach. He also came to do what? He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Would you guys say we live in a world of a lot of brokenhearted people? Yeah. He proclaims freedom or liberty to the captives, to the slaves. Man is in slavery to sin. That is the curse of man. Sinners have to sin. It's the one thing you can't do or stop doing until the Son sets you free. Because when you have the Son, Jesus Christ, you are free indeed. And recovery of the sight to the blind, you set liberty to those who are oppressed are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. I don't know about you guys, but I am so thankful for the mission of Jesus. As I read this, I'm just like, I am so glad, God, that you loved us in such a way, that you loved me in such a way that you were willing to give a gift that I couldn't get myself. I could never even save up enough for in this life. You went over and above. You did what no one else has ever done. Guys, and there's no greater love than someone who's willing to lay down their life for a friend. And if you've called on Jesus Christ as your Savior personally by faith, he calls you friend. Think about that. You have the greatest of friends in God Almighty. That's pretty cool. No greater gift than that. How many of you guys are thankful for a good friend? Yeah. Think about God Almighty being your best friend. What a gift, right? So with that, I'd like you guys to stand at this time. We're going to close and worship together. We'll have the worship team come up. And I'm going to pray before we sing. I'm going to ask you guys to pray with me. And I'm also going to ask any of you who have not put your faith in Christ personally, you've not received the gift of God, eternal life, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, personally, what do you need to do to be saved again? It's not praying a cute little prayer one time. 
It's believing in your heart that Jesus is Lord and confessing with your mouth that he is Lord. And some of you need to do that. And you can do that right now by just saying, hey, Jesus, I confess. You are Lord. I believe the gospel. I receive by faith. It's a real belief thing. But I want to pray for all of us, guys, because I believe that God is up to much in these days in which we live. I don't know how much longer we have because the Bible talks about Jesus coming again. Yeah, it told us that he's going to come the first time, but it also talks about him coming a second time. And the Bible actually says about eight times the amount of things concerning his first coming in regards to his second. And if you actually read the Bible, you know that we're living some very interesting days, and it could be any time now. And I don't know about you, but this world needs God to be here among us again in such a way. But until then, he's left his spirit with us. We get to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. We get to go preach that gospel to other people. So let's pray that we can do that well. Sound good? So Father in heaven, we just want to thank you for tonight. What a privilege and an honor to be here before you, to be with brothers and sisters, to worship you, the King of kings. And we give thanks to you that you were willing to come, to be born, to die, that we may have life and life abundantly in you, Jesus. What a Savior you are. What a gift giver you are. I pray, Father, that we would be open to all that you are wanting to do. For we are told in your word there is grace upon grace. We're not just saved by it. God, there is so much that you're wanting to do in and through our lives. You want to bless us in ways that there would be a beautiful overflow that we would be able to bless uh, this world in which you love you love so much that you gave your only begotten son. So would you help us to do so? Help us to walk in your spirit, to shine bright for you, Jesus, to share well this great gift, this good news with this world that desperately needs you. And I do want to pray for any that do walk in unbelief still. May today be the day of salvation for them. I know your Holy Spirit has been speaking, knocking on people's hearts, Lord. I pray that many would respond to you in faith and confess you as Lord and believe in their heart that they too may have eternal life. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen.